This is the Getsy Health Podcast with Janique and Tristan Roney. Hola, welcome to... Welcome! <laughs> what? say that in Spanish? How many other languages can we say hi in? Saubona, hukhandit. Zdrastvitye. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast, where we're going to try and butcher other languages. Actually, Tristan's fluent in Russian. So. Uh, Tristan was fluent in Russian <laughs> about 15 years ago. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, we are old. So please don't don't call me and start speaking Russian. It'll be embarrassing for both of us. I was slightly fluent in Afrikaans and Zulu. Not very well, though. I kept getting bees in Zulu, but... We're not talking about languages <laughs> today. What are we talking about today? We're talking about stealth pathogens, you guys. We're talking about... Stealth what? Stealth. We're talking about immune system dysfunctions because you have little little critters that have taken over your body and your life force and you don't feel well. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, basically. So this episode is for everyone who has had mystery illness Mm -hmm. for a long, long time. You've gone the whole medical merry-go-round route. Mm -hmm. You've tried all the things and it doesn't feel like anything is working. Right. And so, um, so what kind of people have these symptoms? If you've ever been diagnosed with like mono, or if you've been diagnosed with Lyme disease or chronic fatigue or parasites, what else, Tris? So, Bartonella. Yeah. Or if you suspect that. There's all sorts of bacterial things that can fall into that category. Even some kind of uh, mold toxicity can Mm -hmm. be in that category. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a really broad group of things. So, so generally speaking, all of the gram negative bacteria, Mm -hmm. right. And we won't really go into what that means, but it has to do with how their cell walls are built. Right. And they, they tend to be stealthy. Very stealthy. What do we, what do we mean? What do we mean by stealthy? Like going to that? Yes. So they're stealthy in the sense that they live on you and they don't trigger your immune system. Uh, as like a bad guy, you know, they, they, they hide and your immune system can't find it. According to our man, Carrie Bones, actually he's, we don't even, he doesn't know us at all, yeah. but if you do know him, we would love to talk with him. Yeah. So Carrie Bones is this brilliant, brilliant herbalist. Um, he works for MediHerb, which is one of our favorite companies for supplements. Mm-hmm. But he, he says that a stealth pathogen is any pathogenic microorganism that uses strategies to basically hide from, evade, misdirect, or even suppress the immune system Mm -hmm. in order to perpetuate itself. Right. And this leads to chronic disease. It leads to feeling bad. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so all these different stealth pathogens have different ways of beating your immune system. Right. Some of them hide, some of them change form. Mm -hmm. Some of them literally just break down your immune system. So it can't do anything. Right. Exactly. And they're, they're really hard to get rid of because nobody knows how, or they use really, really toxic methods that not only try to target these stealth pathogens, but literally target all the good stuff too. Well, well, first off, 
first off, even figuring out that they're there mm, is ridiculous. So hard. It's ridiculous. Let's let's use Lyme disease as an example because yeah. we see a lot of Lyme disease in our clinic. Tons. There's a test for it that is fairly popular. It's called the Western blot. Mm-hmm. And this test is infamously bad yeah. <laughs> at catching Lyme disease. <laughs> a lot of these tests are, uh-huh. I feel like. And 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 that's not even the first line of testing. They have another line of testing they do before the Western blot that is even worse at it. Mm-hmm. So basically what they say is go do this first line of testing for Lyme disease. And if it comes up negative, then we're going to do the second line of testing. If it comes up positive, we're going to do the second line of testing anyway. So mm-hmm. I don't know why people even waste their time. Then they go do the Western blot and it's equally as bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe slightly better. Yeah. And in the end, you basically have to go on how people are feeling. Yeah. But here's the problem with Lyme. It looks like chronic fatigue. Mm-hmm. It looks like Epstein-Barr virus, oh, which by the way is another stealth pathogen. Mm-hmm. It looks like mold toxicity. Yep. I mean- it Looks you, like neurological problems, brain yeah. fog, so achy joints, You achy name muscles. it, you name it. It, it looks like Lyme or, mm-hmm. I mean, and we could say the same thing for any of these other diseases, right? Let's say that you do have a parasite. Yeah. You're going to be tired. You're going to have major energy issues. You're mm-hmm. going to have digestive issues. You're going to be losing weight without being able to explain why. I You're mean, going to have brain fog and it's so hard and not everyone that has the exact same co-infections has the same symptoms. Exactly. So it's it's not like we can just pull everyone in the same like box and be like, oh, you are you have these things, therefore we treat it this way. It just doesn't work like that. Right. So if you've had any of these before, you've gone to your doctor, you've said, I feel terrible, I'm tired all the time. I feel like I've got the flu constantly. I mm-hmm. can only make it till about one o'clock in the afternoon and then I just totally tank. Yeah. I can't eat anything without feeling really sick. And, you know, you, you go on with your list and the doctor says, all right, well, let's start with, I don't know what, um, an antibiotic. Yeah. And so you get the antibiotic and it might help a little bit for a week or two and then you crash again. Yeah. And you're right back where you started. So you go back to the doctor and he's like, well, maybe we should try a steroid this time. Mm. And sure, it boosts your energy, but then it creates all kinds of other issues for you. And in the end, you crash again. Do steroids really boost your energy? Steroids, yeah. They they can kind of make you feel pretty energized. Really? I didn't know that. Steroids. They're steroids, right? Yeah. They have other purposes besides performance enhancing. Okay. So... Um, but anyway, getting off track, the point is that you, you go through several rounds of this with various types of doctors, right? Your, your primary care after a couple of rounds is going to say, you know what, I'm going to send you to a specialist of one sort or another. And then the specialist tries their things out, which is more medications, right? And everyone's kind of guessing. Oh yeah. They're totally guessing. Mm -hmm. They are. Everyone's guessing. And 10 years later, You've gone through every specialist there is. Mm -hmm. You've gone through five or six different alternative practitioners of one kind or another. Mm -hmm. And you feel no better. In fact, you feel even worse. And you've spent tens of thousands of dollars. I'm not exaggerating. Tens of thousands of dollars. Mm Mm-hmm. And you've gotten nowhere. Nowhere. Like some, like some of our clients have spent close to $50,000 and have, yeah, they haven't felt better. They've had no, like, or they have really short term solutions. And I mean, short, like they felt good for two to three months 
and then they just kind of fell back in the bandwagon again. So it's, it's a really yucky world to try and navigate and to find the specialists that are going to advocate for you because this is the issue is these cases are so complex and they are so multifaceted. Finding a doctor who is willing to spend the time and the energy to help you figure out out this world and to navigate it is next to impossible. Mm-hmm. You would have to like hire them to be kind of like your personal assistant to help you navigate this. And that's never going to happen. So you're going to spend literally thousands of dollars just trying to get their opinion and trying to get them to help you focus in the right direction. And that might not even, and they're again, they're guessing, you know, some people are a little bit better at this, but, um, but it, like it just, It just seems like these clients are all just treading water in a really deep ocean and getting nowhere. And to make it even worse, there are a lot of people out there who are more than happy to make a buck off of you if you've got one of these chronic conditions, Mm -hmm. right? The people who are are selling something Mm -hmm. that is marketed as a quick fix. It's usually really expensive, but Mm -hmm. it comes with some highfalutin promises. And so you you know, you're, you're desperate, right? You yeah. feel terrible. You will do anything to get past this. So you throw thousands of dollars their way yeah, and nothing comes of it. Yep. Well, or you throw thousands of dollars and they say, okay, this, this, and this, and then they sell you supplements and expensive treatments um, or antibiotics, which is fine and can work. And it has its place. Like there are doctors that do IV ozone therapy, Um, We do transdermal ozone therapy. But one thing, I don't think I've had any of our clients, not one of them, come to us and be like, my doctor completely transformed my nutrition. Mm -hmm. No one. Mm -mm. And if you guys go back to my episode of the healing pyramid, the very first step in any healing journey, any, is changing your nutrition. It's feeding your body. And so you might be sitting here with Lyme or some kind of parasite and be like, it doesn't matter what I eat like my body's tanking. And to that response, I like, because if you have Lyme or if you have parasites, you're not going to absorb that much. But my response is do it anyways, Mm -hmm. because you have to get the foundation down first before we can start killing and breaking down things. So that when we do start killing these co-infections, when we do start destroying Lyme and, um, and breaking it up, you now have the habit of eating the food that helps build your body back up. Right. Otherwise you're eating food that's breaking it down even more and that's even worse. Yeah. So the thing about changing your nutrition is that it is, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. You, you can give somebody a list of foods to eat and foods to avoid and send them on their way. And what do you think the odds of them successfully implementing those lists are? It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Because it's close to zero. Mm-hmm. It's, it's too much. It, yeah. it just, it does. It overwhelms people mm-hmm. and it makes them feel bad because they go through withdrawals and yeah. then they mess up and then they feel bad about themselves and feel like they're just not good enough to do this. Right. And then they run back to the arms of the practitioners who don't talk to them about their nutrition, yeah. but are more than happy to sell them more products. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, because again, like you take a, uh, you take a supplement and there's no accountability. Like there's no, yeah. it's, you don't have to think twice about it. You know, you are not accountable for what you put on your plate or what you, you know, it's just, it's easy. And it doesn't take any counseling at all other than 
take this every day. So that being said, there are practitioners out there who get this. There are practitioners out there who understand how these stealth pathogens work. They understand the nutritional foundation necessary to deal with that. And they understand that, that yes, the supplements are necessary, but they are not the golden ticket on their own. And the tricky part is finding them. That's, that's where it really gets frustrating Mm -hmm. because you have to sift through so much, not so great stuff to find these diamonds in the rough. Right now. uh, Okay. Can we talk about what, what the different types of stealth pathogens are at this point? Yeah, sure. Should we go into the details? So, Mm -hmm. so as I started to say before, there are a lot of these gram negative bacteria, and I'm not going to go into details on, on what exactly that means, but just know that things like H pylori, mm-hmm. they're considered stealth pathogens, yeah. right? Uh, things like the, the pseudonomus that can cause all kinds of respiratory issues and things like that. Can, and can I just say like, mm. all of us are walking around with these in us, just so you know, like yeah. we all have H pylori in us. Mm-hmm. However, our immune systems and our good gut bacteria keep it at bay. Mm-hmm. It's when it gets out of control and starts to take over and run the show. That's when we start to get into dysfunction. Exactly. So yep. sorry, keep going. No, no, you're good. And then you've got the, uh, the mycobacterium that mm-hmm. are their own thing, but they can definitely show up. And a lot of people have never even heard of these, right? I haven't even heard of that. What yeah. is that? Uh, mycobacterium. It's, it's, it's a whole group of bad moldy guys. bacteria thingies, oh, species, great. right? Subspecies mm-hmm. of that. Um, all kinds of viruses. The the big one is Epstein-Barr virus, especially Mm -hmm. if you've spent much time following the medical medium, you have probably been told that Epstein-Barr virus is everywhere. And it Mm -hmm. it literally is. We all, most of us, I think 90% of us, something have Epstein-Barr in our systems. Once Mm -hmm. again, not always causing a problem. Mm -hmm. It's when things get imbalanced that it kind of starts to come out. Another really common one, cytomegalovirus, the Mm -hmm. CMV, CMV that tends to pop up seasonally. Mm -hmm. Um, Herpes, varicella, are any of these sounding familiar? I mean, these are all stealth pathogens that have a way of just- Taking over. Just defeating your immune system one way or another. Mm -hmm. We talked about Lyme, the the, uh, Borrelia burgdorferis. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you say that? Bartonella? Borrelia burgdorferi. No, the, uh, sorry, the spirochete Lyme. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Bartonella is one of the bacteria. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Then you've got all the the tapeworms, mm-hmm. the, the helminths. Did oh you know, gosh. this is fascinating to me. There are people out there who purposely take, take helminths. Yeah, helminths, tapeworms and mm-hmm. things into their bodies to help fight autoimmune conditions. Yeah, because it provokes the immune system. Yeah. Like it kind of wakes it up. Now, that, that that's fascinating to me. Um, I don't know enough about it to say good idea or bad idea, right. but my instincts say probably not a good idea. I don't know. To I me, that sounds like playing it. with fire. 10 years ago, if you told me about fecal matter transplants, I would have been like, what the heck? No. And now I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's but, legit. But kind of the same thing, right? You don't want to <laughs> yeah. just go to your neighbor who no. looks really sexy and say, Hey, can I borrow some poop? Right. Um, that, right. Exactly. That may not careful. end well for you. You have to do it right. You have to have good screening in yeah. place. You have to have an expert that's kind of yeah. overseeing the process. I would imagine the same thing should apply with 
tapeworms and things totally. that you're going to put in your system. Totally. But you can literally like mail order these guys. Can you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh you can, you can mail order your own personalized helminth wow. <laughs> that's going to sit in your gut and help you fight autoimmunity, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Or if things really go south, it becomes one of your little stealth pathogens right. and sets your body up for a disaster right. to come. So Anyway, that's a that's little side good. note. Okay, so I just want to point out, you guys, the issue with these stealth pathogens right now is our research, like worldwide, is not where it needs to be with these issues. And like, it's not even recognized in most medical circles. So we are kind of on this point of people having to figure these things out for themselves yeah. and like wrestle with their doctors to right. like advocate for them yep. because the doctors are not on board. And so people are researching and they're trying and they're talking to each other yeah. and they're figuring it out by themselves for themselves. Yeah. And that's where we're at right now. We're at this really icky, sticky situation where everyone's feeling sick and there isn't enough technology and enough research out there to give us solid answers and right. to give us solid, like, treatment plans. So do we blame people for mail ordering a tapeworm for no, themselves? No, totally definitely no. not. I would not blame a person one bit. I would say, yikes, that's all. Do a lot of research on that kind of a thing, right? Mm -hmm. Be very confident before you jump into that. That's all. Right. Just like with all this other stuff. Like it, for instance, I spoke about the FMTs, the fecal matter mm -hmm, transplants. Mm -hmm. There are some people that have like cured autism with it. And then there's some people where it was like, horrible. It's killed and they people. Got, yeah, exactly. So it's, we're, like I said, we're not there yet. We don't mm. know enough. And mm -hmm. so we're all just trying to dabble and trying to, we're all trying to find the answers Yeah, and the science hasn't caught up with where we're at. In defense of fecal matter transplants. And I know this is way off topic at this point, but it is a recognized treatment. It actually is for, for C. Diff. diff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and, and C. Diff, by the way, kills people. It, it kills, what is it? 40% or some, is it even higher know. than that? And C. Diff is like a solid, or, or fecal matter transplants are a solid treatment for C. Diff. Solid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> solid. Just like the poop you get. <laughs> um, but in order to have it paid for by your insurance, you have to go through, I think, four rounds. I think it's only two. You have to fail. Two rounds. Is it just two, two rounds? rounds? Mm -hmm. So you've got to fail two rounds of like of, IV antibiotics. Of or pretty something. severe antibiotics. Mm -hmm. And and it's not fun to go through that. No. We know the fecal matter transplants work, but we still want to force people to do antibiotics first. Mm -hmm. Right. Come on, guys. It's the same Come thing on. with like diabetic wounds. Like if right. you have and a hyperbaric. diabetic, yeah, and hyperbaric, mm -hmm. like you have to fail antibiotics and it like the infection has to get to the bone before they'll put you in a chamber and heal it up. Like yeah. it's so backwards, but whatever. Um, okay. Back to anyway. All right. So, so rather than continuing to treasure that there is one more stealth pathogen I want to point out and it's going to tick off so many people. Say Toxoplasma Gandhi. Do you know what that is? Okay. I do, but you're, I don't. What, cats. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, so juvenile male cats. You're going to have so many people giving up their cats now. No. Well, don't say it. Don't say I, it. I think they might give us up before they give up their cats. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> because they're infected with taco, Toxoplasma gandhi, mm -hmm. which controls your brain. So <laughs> I'm okay, not even kidding. Explain this to people. All right. So, so juvenile male cats tend to- Only male cats? I believe it's only the males and only during their juvenile phase. Okay. They excrete a large amount of this Toxoplasma gondii in their feces, Gross. which then infects humans that are cleaning out the litter box oh. 
and it makes them love cats. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's like the perfect infection for right. any kind of species if they're trying to survive. <laughs> but in some people it can have worse effects as well. So Is that why they end up with like 10 cats? Uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to make this episode about that. And I haven't done enough research to really be confident about this, but (laughs) we're changing the subject right now. We're talking about cat poop and Toxoplasma Gandhi for the rest of the, no, no, we're not. not. Um, but it it can cause miscarriages. That's why pregnant women are not supposed to change the litter box. Um, at least that's what they say. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a conspiracy. <laughs> right. Another one. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, the, the point is these things are, there's so many of them mm-hmm. and they all have their own specialized way of evading our immune systems. Yeah. And on top of that, they evade our detection systems, all of our mm-hmm. testing, like, like the Lyme testing that I told you about. Yeah. They, it's really difficult to, find them and Mm -hmm. to say, Oh, we definitely are dealing with this, which is why once again, we've got to rely on symptoms. Now here's the good news. The good news is that if we have enough of the symptoms present that we say, Hmm, I think there's something here. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily matter if we know exactly which of these stealth pathogens is active. Right. We don't have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on the poop tests and the urine tests and to all know of that. exactly which because you treat it the same. Mm-hmm. Because or fairly similarly. For the most part, most of these stealth infections do share some symptoms, which is the fatigue, the insomnia is another common. I haven't mentioned that yet. That oh, yeah. that you'll be tired all day long and then you lay down for bed finally at night and you can't sleep. You're Mm -hmm. wide awake, right? Anxiety tends to, in fact, cognitive issues in general are super common with these. You feel like you've got brain fog all the time. Your memory is a mess. You just can't focus. Mm -hmm. Um, But anxiety also comes with that. Yeah. And probably because your body knows there's something not right going on, Mm -hmm. but your brain can't really locate the source of what is wrong. So anxiety, right? right? Now, if you're listening to all these symptoms and you're like, wow, this sounds terrible. It is because you like, unless you've gone through this, you don't understand the amount of gaslighting that happens to these people. And it is tragic because they're saying to their doctors, I feel sick. Something is wrong. And doctors are saying it's all in your head. Like this is all emotional. Your testing all comes back normal. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with you. Exactly. And so like, it's, it's, it's like chronic fatigue times a million because we speak about this in our lab reports Mm -hmm. episode. Now it's, it's that times 10 basically, because you can't see this on labs. You know, like if you, we can see it on our labs, like we can pick it up, Mm -hmm. but it's harder. It's not quite as obvious. And and I would still argue that our stuff is still not. It's not there. No, it's not we, we there can enough. see signs that there may be something. Yeah. But that's not the same as us being able to say, aha. Aha, it's Lyme. Aha, I it's Bartonella. I see you, Bartonella. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's other, like, it's red flags mm-hmm. that we see in other of the blood tests. We have to count how many cats are living in your basement. No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying. I am lying. We don't, we don't do that. So, so, okay, so where do we go from here? 
Um, weight gain is another common symptom of these. However, in some people, the opposite happens where they start losing weight like crazy because they can't keep food down. Right. Mm -hmm. Or they have parasites. (laughs) Or parasites. Um, recurring infections is another Mm, one where that's a big one where it's the, the stuff you do know about just keeps coming back over and over again. It's like you catch every single thing in town, right? You don't miss any of the diseases and then just generally feeling awful. Right. So when we see enough of these things popping up and we see a history of, I've tried everything. I've been to all the doctors. I've done all the testing. Mm -hmm. Here's the big tell though. When people say to us, I have never been well since dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Right. I went to Africa and I got food poisoning. I went to South America or Mexico or, 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 mm grandma Jill's house (laughs) and she made her famous disgusting casserole. I've never been well since then. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, those moments are usually really big tells for us because yeah, you go through the initial, Oh, I'm really sick. This is awful. And then then you never, you recover seemingly do recover except that you're never quite the same. Yeah. Right. That's one of the big red lights for us Mm -hmm. that, oh, we might be looking at a stealth pathogen here. Yeah. So that's kind of how we diagnose that. Well, we don't diagnose, but that's that's sort of how we know this is the direction we need to go. So here's one of my theories as to why this is so prevalent these days. And um, you can take it or leave it. If it resonates with you, fantastic. If it doesn't, fantastic. But um, a lot of you who have been listening to us for a while, um, recognize and have heard us enough uh, speaking about how our eating habits, our lifestyle, like the standard American diet is slowly but surely like killing us. And kids that were kids born today um, have three times as many allergies than kids born in the nineties. You know, all of these health statistics, like, uh, like diabetes is, like what, two or three times higher now than it was in the nineties. I mean, like all of these statistics, like childhood um, cancers is up by 32% since the seventies. So we're seeing these health trends of immune dysfunction mm-hmm. and, and, and it's on a mass scale. We're not even talking like, Oh, it's up by five or 10%. We're talking 30%, 40%, 50%. Like this is a significant jump. And so what we do know is that our standard American diet is not enough to support a healthy immune system. It's not enough to feed your body. It's not enough to give your body the ammo it needs to fight back and to heal itself. And so we have these weakened immune systems and we are being exposed to the exact same things our ancestors were exposed to years ago. And we're getting sicker. We can't. We can't deal with the load anymore. So, um, so we have all of these things that are hindering our immune systems, right? That are making us weaker, like malnutrition and super toxic foods. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you talk about contaminated waters, polluted airs, heavy metals in our foods, mm-hmm. processed foods. You know, foods sprayed with glyphosates and all kinds of um, toxic products, really our exposure to fragrances and chemicals in our products and our clothes and our detergents, mm-hmm. all of these things are interrupting our body's own natural defenses and detox pathways and um, immune system function. And now we are supposed to 
on top of all of this bombardment, deal with stealth pathogens and infections. And it's not going to happen if your body is weakened, Mm -hmm. if your body is. And what's really interesting, this is really interesting, is a lot of people that get um, Epstein-Barr, like I will, they'll come into my office and they'll be like, I, it hit me last year, January, da, 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 da. And I'll be like, what else happened around that time? And they'll normally tell me so-and-so died or I lost my job or we moved states. And so it's, it's a stressful event that just kind of broke the camel's back. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. So you have low immune system dysfunction or low immune system. Mm -hmm. And then you have this infection that has been kind of hiding out and then you add stress to the mix and it just explodes. Mm -hmm. Or some people, they will have surgery like oral surgery or any kind of like surgery. And then all of a sudden, bam, it hits them. And so it's just that one last thing. It was that last straw. And then you, you have a hard time coming back. We've also seen that there's a, a big correlation between these stealth pathogens and autoimmune issues. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that process that Janet just described can also suddenly appear as an autoimmune thing. Right. Like, like we had someone who her husband died and almost right after that, she was diagnosed with type one diabetes. Totally. Yeah. Which no, no, no. Be. Like, so he got his stage four diagnosis oh, and was, within a week right then. Okay. she got di- like she was in her twenties, mid twenties and got diagnosed with type one diabetes, type one diabetes, which, mm-hmm. which obviously is genetic in a lot of cases, but it can be an autoimmune thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So anyway, it, it, it gets complicated. It gets dark and it gets yeah. very, very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the takeaway with all this. And then and once again, the medical system is not very helpful here because all of their energy is going into trying to find medications or to an antibiotic. solve it. Another antibiotic or some magical pill that's mm-hmm. going to solve all of the issues. So what we typically see, and this isn't true for every case because antibiotics have helped a lot of people. So I do want to put that out there. But a the lot of people that we see, They'll go on antibiotics and it completely tanks their already weakened immune system. Mm. Why? Because 80% of your immune system is your gut microbiome. So when you're taking these antibiotics, and it's not just like for a week or two, it's sometimes for months and months at a time. Like we're working with people who have been on antibiotics for like two to three years now, Mm. you know, and like, and so they're putting out one fire and they're creating five more. And then they're putting out those five and they're creating 10 more with these antibiotics. And so you're constantly pushing a boulder uphill and getting nowhere. It seems like, again, that's not true for everyone because everyone is so individualized. They're they're so unique, but we are weakening that immune system. That it was a big part of the problem to begin with. In some of these cases, antibiotics are actually extremely effective, Mm -hmm. but you have to catch it early and Mm -hmm. hit it hard fast. Yeah. And that's, once again, the problem with these things is that they evade detection mm-hmm. so effectively that by the time you do catch it, it's too late. You're beyond that acute phase where the antibiotics would have been helpful. Right. You're now in a chronic stage where antibiotics are just going to work against your natural defenses and, mm-hmm. and let it run wild. Exactly. So where do people go from here? <laughs> like they see the mess that they're in. Mm-hmm. They recognize they have this issue. Um, they recognize they might not get as much help as they like in the mainstream medical circles. Right. Um, and so they'll be riding this medical merry-go-round for years and years and years. 
what now? Should we start talking about like how we treat people? Yeah, yeah. And hopefully mm. this will spark some kind of, um, I don't know, um, inspiration in you to maybe tweak your own treatment plans. Yep. So there are kind of three aspects to what we do. Mm -hmm. I think I've never really conceptualized it, but if, you know, doing that right now, I think there's three aspects, the, the primary and the one that has to be there. It's not going to be enough, but it is necessary is the nutrition. Yeah, the nutrition. Like a lot of our clients, we won't actually treat them until they have the nutrition down. Right. So we, we will, but it won't be like the intensive treatment. It's, we do the warm up. So we do mm -hmm. the nutrition and we start with Hockett and we do that for about a month or two until they've got the nutrition down and we're confident right. that it's helping. Yeah. Or if they're not local to us, then, you know, we'll recommend saunas, mm -hmm. something along those lines, like yeah. whatever they can get access to, but, but really they've got to get that nutrition beats down. And, and mm -hmm. that does require some education because people have wildly varying ideas of what good yeah. food is. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of people who are eating what they think is a clean diet, but it's a very nutrient deprived diet yeah, and it is not giving their body some of the essential pieces that it needs to build its immune system back exactly. up. Right. So, so we try to focus on really nutrient dense foods mm -hmm. that are fairly gentle on the system, mm -hmm. but very strengthening. Totally. Right. Yes. And I don't know how much more detail we want to go into on I, that part. No. So, don't have to. so the second piece of this puzzle is the, we'll call it the, the immune support piece. Mm -hmm. We've got to strengthen the immune system, right? Yeah. We, we know that it's not great at fighting off these things, but that doesn't mean that we can't help it to right. do a little bit better. Right. And that means that we are providing whatever we can to make that immune system smarter, faster, and stronger. Yeah. And there's multiple components to that as well. Our Hockett is definitely a powerful tool there. And it's almost like a surrogate immune system in a way. Exactly. Because it combines ozone, it combines infrared sauna, there's some electrotherapy in there. We did a whole podcast on this. Yeah. You can go check it out. But this helps to just fight back the sheer numbers of all these pathogens in the system. Mm -hmm. Again, if you don't have a Hockett ozone sauna, if you can get access to a infrared sauna, that would mm -hmm. help as well. An infrared sauna. If once again, if you're not local to us and you want a massive, beautiful system in your home, there are options out there. Mm -hmm. You can refer to our, our Apollo protocol episode, mm -hmm. right. To learn more about that. But uh, that's not going to be enough, even on its own. Um, we also have multiple supplements that we recommend to boost the immune system. And we can get really intensive with that, or we can do a little bit more basic on that, depending on a lot of different factors. Yeah. But the important thing is that we are getting some of those really essential nutrients in there that the immune system relies on mm -hmm. for doing its job. Yep. So that's kind of the baseline, like that should be the baseline for every person is nutrition, uh, sauna to help mm -hmm. boost the immune system and some supplementation to help boost your immune system. Right. Now, most people that come to us with these stealth pathogen issues oftentimes have multiple infections. So it's not just Lyme and it's not just right. CMV and it's not just mono. It's oftentimes all of these things, um, mm -hmm. parasites, you mm -hmm. know, like they, they have a lot of it because they're very sick. Right. And that's where the, the third 
part of this protocol really comes in. And this is- So what was the second part? The second part was the immune boosting, oh, which the is immune a boosting. combination okay. of the treatments Treatment. and the supplementation. kind of supplements slash mm-hmm. foods. But the third part is really the linchpin to the whole thing. And that is a combination of just insanely powerful herbs mm-hmm. that have been shown to be crazy effective against various stealth pathogens. But here's the key. They have to be pulsed. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is you have to rotate them in cycles yeah. because right. so many of these stealth pathogens are adaptive. They're right. smart, yeah. right? They've evolved with us and mm-hmm. they've learned what our immune systems do to kill them. Yeah. So they figured out ways to avoid that. Yep. Lyme is a, once again, a great example of this. Mm-hmm. As soon as it starts getting attacked, it goes into this hibernation mode, yep. right? Where it, it basically shells up mm-hmm. and rides out the storm until all of the, whatever antibiotics or supplements or yeah. what have you have passed. And then it comes out of that shell and starts proliferating again. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these opportunistic bacterias that infect you, will create these biofilms that we've spoken of. Mm-hmm. Biofilms, biofilms are a huge part. And it's not mm-hmm. just the bacteria. The viruses take advantage of that. The parasites take advantage mm-hmm. of that. The, the, the molds, right? Archaea, all of it. They, they combine biofilms to create this like... Like a shell. It's like a... A, a shield. A, yeah, a shield. Mm-hmm. And they can go in and out of that as they please, but our immune system kind of stinks yeah. at mm-hmm. getting through it. So, so we've got herbs that are really good at breaking down those biofilms. They're really good at killing various forms of these different stealth pathogens. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they've adapted and switched to another form, we switch to another group of herbs Mm -hmm. and bam, we hit them again. again. Mm -hmm. And they haven't adapted to that. Yeah. And then you rotate this and over you, and over you and over. Keep, you keep rotating it. That's until right. you stop herxing, basically, until you start feeling better. Right. And, um, and herxing is basically when you experience the negative effects of the die-off mm-hmm. of these it's, pathogens. It's intense detox, basically. You can feel sick, flu-like symptoms, achy. Yeah. Some people break out in rashes because they are pushing out this like debris of disgusting dead bacteria through their skin. Right. You know, it's not just through their, their feces anymore. Their skin is eliminating as well because they can't eliminate fast enough. Mm-hmm. So people feel really yucky. Um, now if our people that are coming to get treatment are, um, if they have a Lyme disease infection, not only are we doing stealth pathogen, but we're also doing an intense uh, 40 rounds of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Do we want to go into why? Um, we, we can, this won't apply to all of the different stealth pathogens, mm-hmm. no, but it, just it is Lyme specifically. It is very powerful against Lyme mm-hmm. and, and any other anaerobic bacterias that are yeah. just kind of sneaky. Right. There are several of these pathogens that don't like oxygen very much. Mm-hmm. They create these hypoxic environments for themselves. And when we do the hyperbaric oxygen, they can't escape it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that helps to kill off all of the best hiding aspects of Lyme disease. Because a lot of people that have Lyme, they have neurological symptoms. Why? Because the neural tissue is very, I don't want to say apoxic, but if you think of like cutting your muscle, which has a lot of blood flow, it will heal faster than if you cut a nerve. Mm -hmm. A nerve will take months to regenerate and to heal. Um, 
partially because that's just how it's made, but two, because of the blood flow and the access to, um, to blood flow that it has. Mm-hmm. Now, it obviously has access to blood flow, but it's not nearly as much as, blo- as uh, muscles. Right. So Lyme likes to hang out in neural tissue because of that. Um, so when you hyper-oxygenate all of you, the entire body, like you turn the human body basically into a soda can of oxygen, mm-hmm. Lyme has nowhere to hide anymore. And so you're basically, you're taking a fish out of water when it comes to hyperbaric and Lyme disease. And you are, um, you're just flooding it with oxygen and um, basically oxidizing it. Right. Um, now, when you take those biofilm disruptors too, it just makes it that much more powerful, but you are miserable for a time being. Like you do detox and you don't feel good when you detox. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens regardless. So mm-hmm. a lot exactly. of people listening to this, they're not local to us. They don't have good access to a hyperbaric chamber. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. There are very effective methods of dealing with this yeah. without that. Yeah. That is a, a very fast and effective way to get the Lyme specifically. But with a lot of these other stealth pathogens, the hyperbaric may not be as effective. Right. Um, and I, I do believe that with this uh, protocol, even if we don't have access to the chambers, we can still see really good things happen. You think so? I, I absolutely Even do. with like Lyme? Even with Lyme. Even because, with Lyme. And the reason why I'm asking that, you guys, um, just to be completely honest, is we've treated Lyme in the past without the stealth pathogen protocol and have had incredible mm-hmm. success well, that, without it. That's what I really love about our program though, is that just hyperbaric alone has been shown to work. Mm-hmm. Just the herbal protocol alone has been shown to work. Mm-hmm. And, and so combining the two together, especially if you're an extreme mm-hmm. case or if you are extremely complex because again, it's not just Lyme, it's multiple things. And when you add in the nutrition piece, which like Johnny said earlier, nobody does. No one. You are just taking your odds right through the roof in mm-hmm. your favor. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Yeah. And especially with what we do in our clinic, we not only just do that, the hyperbaric and the, the, the stealth pathogen protocol, mm-hmm. But we incorporate the transdermal ozone sauna, which is also called the Hocket, you guys. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, so with nutrition, ozone sauna, um, hyperbaric stealth pathogen protocol, it's incredible. It's so amazing because you're killing the bad things and you are boosting the healthy things versus just carpet bombing everything mm-hmm. under the sun. You know. So, um, so what else do we want to say about that? I don't know. I mean, we could go into more detail on some of the aspects of the protocol, like the herbs we use, but I don't know, mm-hmm. I, you know, yeah. the, the real keys to, to what we love to use, it's myrrh, which man, there are just so many amazing things about myrrh. Mm-hmm. Um, Artemisia, which can sometimes also be called uh, sweet wormwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, there's a, a combination of viral based herbs that are also just super powerful. Some other things you guys should really research as well is like Interface Plus from Claire Labs or um, right. What is the other one? It's called Lorisidin. People there's, love Lorisidin. Yeah, there's there's Lorisidin. The the some people actually prefer Interface to Interface Plus. They're very similar. I think the Interface Plus, at least it used to have a prebiotic built in, and so sometimes when people have like SIBO, oh, the Interface worse. Plus is too much for them. So mm-hmm. the Interface Regular is better. But 
That um, makes sense. But, uh, you know, sometimes you also need some kind of a, a motility booster mm-hmm. that helps your intestines get moving right, again. Right. Um, but, but that kind of starts taking us into the bacterial overgrowth, which tends to come in hand with these stealth viruses. Like but SIBO or there. something like that? SIBO, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so those are other considerations that you have to look out for. Right. Because if you only address the stealth pathogens, but you still have SIBO, mm-hmm. um, this stealth pathogen protocol on its own is not going to address SIBO no. because SIBO is not bad bacteria. It's good bacteria in the wrong spot. Right. So it's not going to be affected by all of these herbs that are meant to kill off things that shouldn't be there. Okay. Um, but there are ways to combine all of that. You just have to do the right kind of assessment mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So we'll do another episode really soon about SIBO specifically. Yeah. And we'll talk about the considerations there. And maybe in that episode, we can talk a little mm-hmm. bit more about how it plays with uh, the stealth pathogens as well. Yeah. What I really highly recommend you guys is if you are embarking on something like this, that you kind of have someone help you coach you through it because it's nice to get their opinion. I would say someone who I, I don't want to say is like an expert in this world because I don't feel like there are experts in this space. There are people who claim to be experts. Right. (laughs) You know, and like, and I'll be honest, like when we have people come into our office and they they have these issues. We are always, they're consulting with us and we're consulting with them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a joint effort. Like we come up with these ideas together and we're never dictating it to our people. We're never oh, no. saying, okay, you're doing this next and this next. No, it's always, how do you feel? Do you think you can handle this? We can go in direction A and direction B. Mm-hmm. What feels good to you? Because I want to tell you guys something like, we're not your guru. Like you need to be your guru. Like we're not any guru. No. And, and we, we try to make that clear. And I think it's obvious listening to us that we yeah. don't know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. And we're, we don't want to pretend that we do because that's insane. Right. There are people that know a lot of stuff, but nobody knows everything. everything about everything. No. So we get people all the time. that are like, well, what do you think about this condition? And we're like, hang on, let me Google that. <laughs> right. Right. And then you Google it and you're like, oh, that sounds a lot like this. And then you come up with a conclusion. Here, Here's what we know. We know that the foundations of health are very simple, mm-hmm. but diseases are complicated. Yeah. So we know that no matter what kind of insane and intense and complex condition a person comes to us with, we need to start with the basics, basics. and get the foundation strong. Because mm-hmm. if we don't have that, it doesn't matter how much amazing knowledge we have about different conditions. Right. Right. Because we're not taking care of the body's most fundamental needs. Mm-hmm. So we start there. Yep. And then from there, it's, it's kind of a, a detective work thing, right? Yep. We've got many kinds of testing that we can do to mm-hmm. help us in that. But, but just like anybody else, we are going to be making our most educated guesses Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing things that we know they're most certainly not going to hurt, yeah. but we can't guarantee that we're getting to the root. Mm-hmm. Right. And yep. and then we kind of go from there. Yep. So have we made missteps with people in the past? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. We've, we've spent time on protocols that maybe weren't what a person needed most in that moment. Right. But then again, they had spent 10 years prior to us trying to figure yep. these things out and mm-hmm. 
and got nowhere, we at least made some progress. Exactly. So, so that's, that's kind of how we work with people. Exactly. And, uh, the stealth pathogen protocol is no exception. We, we have very clear cases where we know for sure that that's what we need to do. Mm -hmm. And then we have cases where it's our best bet, Yeah, but that's about as confident as we can get. Exactly. Um, so, so kind of going back to what I was saying is like, we, we work with you, like Mm -hmm. you kind of dictate what you want to do next. Mm -hmm. We just educate, we just educate and we say, we've done this in the past and this is what we've come across. Do you want to talk to that patient and see what they said or that client, see what they said. And, um, what we're all doing with you is we're just kind of, um, what's what I'm looking for. We're problem solving together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, because we want you to be the expert because you are, you're the expert at your body. I don't know what your body feels like. I don't know what your body's going through. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of understand your symptoms a little bit, but yeah. I've never experienced them myself. Yeah. And so when we provide you with options, you are the one dictating and you're saying this feels right. This like, we have some clients that are just all in and they want all of the most aggressive things all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that are like, I need to go like low and slow. Right. And we're like, okay, we can do that. We can go low and slow. Like we'll go at your pace right. because you're dictating to everyone else, like what you need in that moment. Right. So I want you to understand that all healing protocols are always going to be different. Like, like Tristan said, there are the fundamentals, like the nutrition and how these programs are, are conducted, but you kind of delegate to us what you want to start with. That being said, yes. <laughs> once someone commits to the self pathogen protocol, mm-hmm. you have to finish it. You do. It's not one that you can feel out and say, eh, I don't know if it's working. I'm yeah. going to quit it now. Yeah. This, we didn't talk about this before. It's, it's a minimum of six cycles, mm-hmm. which means 12 weeks, Yeah. which is about three months, mm-hmm. right? So you're looking at three months of sticking it out and trusting in the process. Even if it feels like you are literally cycling where you'll feel pretty good for a few days and then you'll crash and Mm -hmm. then you'll feel pretty good for a few more days and then you crash again. Mm -hmm. It's very common in the protocol. So, so yes, you call the shots, but as soon as you say, all right, I want to do this, Mm -hmm. you, you have to go all the way. One thing I want to bring to you guys' attention because this has just come up in the clinic a lot lately is when people are doing our Hockett ozone transdermal ozone therapy and they're doing these stealth pathogen protocols and they're, they're seeing results. One thing that comes up a lot, especially when they have like parasites or co-infections is their kidneys start to struggle a little bit. So you guys, I want you to be really, really conscientious when you're embarking on any of these things. Uh, Check your liver enzymes, check your kidneys, like make sure they're being supported Make sure you are taking supplements or vitamins or herbs that help support those organs because they are going to be working in overtime as you are detoxifying and killing and getting rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. So just that's just something we have noticed in our clinic with quite a few of our clients that we want you guys to be aware of as well as you embark on your healing journey. All right. Um, any other things we want to like talk about? As far as stealth pathogen protocols, just to kind of recap, nutrition, mm-hmm. boost the immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, pulsing herbs. Pulsing herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, sauna 
inducing like fake fevers, mm-hmm. like which because heat stimulates the immune system. Um, one thing I love that Dr. Jess has kind of coined, I think she's like trademarked it is the kill bind sweat. Mm. So you are killing things, you know, so that would be the stealth pathogen protocol where you kill things, you bind it, that would be included in the stealth pathogen protocol as well, or like cyto detox, mm-hmm. and then you sweat it out. So kill, bind, sweat. I mean, she's basically describing the three phases of detoxification, mm-hmm, right? Basically, so. yeah. So I thought that's cool. And um, you guys, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. If you want to discuss any aspect of what we've spoken about today and you want to implement it in your life and you want to see how it fits with what you are currently doing, uh, give us a call, like mm-hmm. go to gutsy.ch forward slash consult, mm-hmm. um, where you can get a free consult with Tristan or myself or both of us together. If you're really lucky, <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't happen a lot because mm-hmm. one of us is wrestling the children. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's a free 15 to 20 minute consult where you just kind of tell us where you're at. And we can say, hey, that that sounds like a good starting point. Maybe try this. Or what do you think of this? Or yes, let's absolutely do A, B, and C. Um, It doesn't hurt to get a second opinion and to kind of put together uh, your own treatment protocol. What what one of our clients really says... uh, I love how she, Haley, if you're listening, hi, but she, she's, we love her. She is, oh my gosh, she's fearless when it comes to healing her body. We're actually going to get her on the podcast, but she talks about like creating her team, you know, where she has her doctor in her corner and she has us in her corner. And then she has like her emotional healer in another corner. And she has put all of these people on her team and she puts them in their place basically. And she, she knows which person to go to when she's feeling symptom A or symptom B or symptom C. And so what we are telling you is be like Haley, you know, like (laughs) create your team, your dream team of healers and say, okay, this is where they all fit. And this is how they all work together in your world. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I guess hashtag be like Haley (laughs) should be a (laughs) thing you you guys, but we really want to, uh, just give you this information so you can feel empowered that, you know, you have more tools that you're not crazy. Um, maybe if you know someone that is dealing with something like this, like, yes, this is a extremely frustrating. Can we even call it an illness? Are they even terming it an illness? Uh, who are they? The, I, I don't the know. Establishment? The, yeah, it it is. It's an illness. It, it is absolutely an illness. is. You are. I mean, it's the most unrecognized. It, it, absolutely unrecognized, but still mm-hmm. the most straightforward definition of an illness. Yes. you have this pathogen in your body that's mm-hmm. making you sick. Just because they can't find it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. So I forgot what I was saying about the illness thing, but if you are struggling with this illness, um, hopefully hearing what we had to say today and recognizing those symptoms. And if you know someone that's dealing with this, like this can give them information on maybe what their next steps could or should look like you guys. So hopefully we gave you some empowering tools as always be your own health advocate, advocate for yourself, um, be your own healing guru because nobody knows your body better than you. So I think that's it, you guys. All right. Good luck. Heal yourselves. And we will talk to you next week. See you later.